0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, and this is the 17th week after Pentecost. Today we continue reading the 14th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 14th chapter, beginning this morning at verse 10. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray, them, betray him to them. When they heard it, they were greatly pleased and promised to give him money. So he began to look for an opportunity to betray him. A woman who appears in Mark's Gospel without a name performs a beautiful act of worship, faith, and love. And one of the twelve, whose name we know very well, betrays the Master for the promise of money. This is a story full of all kinds of surprises, all kinds of twists. From the beginning, we have wondered about Jesus about Judas about why he betrayed Jesus. There's plenty of food for imagination and speculation, and there is really no end to the literature uh, that can be spun off imagining what it is that uh, Judas had done and why he did it. But in the end, we really don't know why he did what he did. We only know that he gave the chief priests, the rulers in Jerusalem, the information that they needed to take Jesus into custody quietly apart from the crowd. And he agreed to accept payment, a reward for such a service. As a disciple of Jesus, he would have also known and heard Jesus teaching barely frequently about the reward that awaits those who put their trust in the Son of Man the reward of a place in God's kingdom, of life in the world to come, of a place in God's household, of all of the promises and blessings that come with uh, a close relationship with Jesus. Does all that, that seem just too far away, or too thin, or too long into the future, or maybe too little too late for all that he's already had to suffer as he followed Jesus? jesus suppose there are many examples throughout the ages and right down to our current age of people betraying jesus in return for some kind of payoff maybe it was money maybe it's the betrayal for political power maybe it's the selling out of uh uh, of their principles or ideas Maybe some other form of status that they sought, or maybe it just came about that they finally realized that Jesus' way and their own ideas and ideology happened to run in opposite directions. In the conclusion in the collision of those kind of thoughts and ideas with Jesus' actions, something has to give. sometimes, hopefully. It is us who is turned around, who gives up our own thoughts and our own ideas. But sometimes it's faithfulness to Jesus and a clinging to those things that we hold dear, that Jesus wants to take us away from. And yet, through all of this, Jesus never ceases to love Judas. I suppose that is the greatest suffering Judas actually inflicted on his Lord It is the height of pain and suffering to love someone who betrays you and suffers so painfully himself as a result of it. Judas does not come back. There is no scene of confession and absolution, no teary reconciliation, no hug, no welcome back into the fold. That's the pain of this all. Some of us know how agonizing it is when love does not win in the end. How that one lost and broken relationship can hurt so deeply. And that's the tragic mystery of Jesus, uh, Judas, the one who is snatched from Jesus' hand. And yet, I don't think Jesus ever slips into anger or hatred at Judas for the act of his betrayal. I think, at least on this one side, it is love and forgiveness. At the same time, I don't see Jesus hating or blaming himself for the actions of another. He simply suffers the loss and continues to love, and suffers the loss that comes from his love. And it is that abiding love of Jesus that reminds us to turn and turn again to Jesus for our own forgiveness and reconciliation. Soon all the disciples will flee, and even Peter will deny knowing the Lord. But they will all find forgiveness and a new and renewed relationship with Jesus, a welcome back into that fellowship that they share with him. I've always wondered what might have been if Jesus were alive on Easter morning. Or had he simply stopped loving Jesus Long, long before any of this took place. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. and also with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all. In Christ Jesus, our living Lord. Especially this morning we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land. For those who govern the nations of the world. For people who live in countries ravaged by strife or warfare for all who are working to bring about peace and international harmony, and for those who are working to strive the earth from carelessness and destruction, for the sick and for those who are caring for them, especially those who still suffer with COVID, for those who are mourning for the bereaved and for those who accompany them and bring comfort to them. For who else or for what else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.